You're listening to the sermon podcast by Southside Baptist Church in Florence, South Carolina. We exist to know God and to make Jesus known. For more up-to-date information, check us out at southsidenow.church. All right. Well, good morning, everyone, once again. Today we are going to be in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from the as we have this celebration uh, this morning. But Colossians 2, 1 through 7. Today you may be asking, what are we celebrating? Today we are celebrating the faithfulness of Christ, the goodness of our Master, the love of our Savior, the love of our Father. And we're celebrating church as a family together. You see, God has brought people from different backgrounds, with different stories, different testimonies, different life situations, different problems and different victories, all to this place. More importantly than this, to this body, to this community, to this family. Each one of you has a story, and God has brought your story here. God has brought you to this place. And this is a unique situation for any church to walk through, the situation we're in right now. Uh, Staff members. But you have stepped up to the plate. You have helped. You have, there's been opportunities to serve and you are serving, you're showing up. And today we're celebrating Christ's faithfulness and this family that he has brought together. And I believe that God is blessing our church, growing our church right now. And I'll pray that that would continue to happen, that we would continue to grow closer together. This idea in the New Testament is something called koinonia, the idea of fellowship, the idea of a oneness in God's body. And I believe that that is something that's happening now. I pray that will continue to happen in the future. God has brought us together for such a time as this, for this moment and this situation. And I believe God is growing in each one of us, strengthening us, and would have us be on mission, would have us be about His purposes together. As I was thinking about this idea of togetherness, this is a quote that I saw that I thought was very good. Some of you uh, will know this person. Uh, You probably heard of her in uh, history class, or if you can remember back to history class for some of you. Uh, But history class uh, uh, talked about Helen Keller, and she says this, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. And I believe this to be true of the body. Christ has brought his body, this bride, this family together. And on our own, we are limited. On my own, I would be overwhelmed. Together, focused on Christ, I believe we can do much. I believe that empowered by him, focused on him, and doing it together, that we can accomplish a lot. So today, we're going to be in Colossians 2, 1 through 7. In Colossians, we know that Paul is writing to a church he loves greatly, he cares about them, but Paul is also writing from prison. He's writing from a place where he can't be with them. He missed them, but he's also dealing with some specific issues that this church was facing. Heresy was uh, slinking into the church, and so Paul is writing to Colossae some of that, but also to encourage them. So let's see what uh, the Lord has for us this morning in Colossians 2, 1 through 7. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea 
and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together eyes of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this, so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should, and that your faith in Christ is strong. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for this family that you have brought together. And Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us, grow us closer together, help us to have our focus on you and your purposes and your mission. Lord, we love you. And Lord, I pray that you would teach us, encourage us, help us to grow to be more like you today. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Christ's name, amen. The first thing that I want us to see, the first thing that I want us to see is a church knit together together. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. Paul is deeply moved by the situation uh, going on at the church at Colossae. Here we see the heart of a pastor. We also see the heart of a shepherd. Paul is moved to fight for the church that he loved against the spiritual forces of darkness that were, they were facing. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have me personally. The word used here is the word agona, where we get the word agony from. The Greek word draws our mind in its linguistic context, the context of the original language, to the arena. It's the idea of a gladiator facing another gladiator. They're there in the arena, in the sand. They're there with their swords drawn, shields raised as they face their opponent. The uh, Expositor's Bible Commentary says this about this. The powers that wrestled with Paul for the ruin of his work were real and resolute. He therefore had to meet them foot to foot, force to force in Christ. Agony was for Colossae, Laodicea, a name you may recognize from the book of Revelation, and believers who have never met me personally. That also being us, believers in Christ, a church that has never met him. And here is Paul's thesis. Here is kind of his main point. Verse 2, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. Paul prayed for a church that was knit together, that had that harmony, that had that unity in love. A church that was so strongly together that they would be strong against the attacks and the schemes and the lies and the temptations of the enemy. Together, we are strong. And the glue that holds us all together, the glue that holds this thing to where it functions is love. Love for Christ that we would love our Savior, love the one who died for us, love the one who has made us new and who has called us together, but also love then for each other. 
that there would be a love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. So love for our Savior and love for each other. Are tempted at times to make the church about different things. Church isn't about entertaining you. I am not here to make you entertained for 30 minutes and then you go about your way. Church is not about entertainment. Church isn't about your own agenda, the things that you would like to see happen. Church isn't about your own program. Church, us together, it's about Christ. Church is a body bound by love then for each other as we corporately, together, as we love our Savior, as we love the one who died for us. Church is a people you are, not a place you come to. I'm going to say that one again. Church is a people that you are, not primarily a place that you come to. And as I think about this idea of being knit together, I think of strength in numbers. A common wedding illustration is having a, com- a chord that would be composed then of three It's called a unity rope. Uh, you may have seen these and you may have had these in your own wedding ceremonies. You intertwine the three together and the chord then is stronger as a result. Like I said, some of you may have even have one of these in your home uh, from your wedding. Likewise, we together are like this. When we are intertwined by the bonds of love, we as a family are stronger. We are strengthened together. So as we apply this then, there's several points of application here. We are stronger with you. We are stronger together. We can do more. We can accomplish more together. That that means that you belong here. You have a place here at Southside. And that also means that we need you. Secondly then, love is the glue that binds us all together. So what are some ways that we can see in the body? We can see love in several different ways. In serving each other. Maybe that's someone reaching out to someone who needs help and helping a fellow uh, member of the church in some way. Maybe that's serving together. Maybe that's one of the things that you're here and uh, you have the community of to get more involved, one of the best places for you to get involved and to have community is in serving. Your community will be strengthened by those that you serve with. Also, forgive each other. We need to forgive each other. We also need to be kind to one another. Sometimes that's as simple as saying hello to each other. Sometimes that's when somebody uh, greets you, you greet them back. Uh, sometimes that is uh, just being welcoming. Uh, this morning we had a good little welcoming team at the door uh, as you came in. Uh, but hopefully this morning you've been greeted by smiles and handshakes and a welcoming at the church. But serve together, forgive each other, be kind to one another. Third, what is a hurt that you need to let go of? With a congregation this size, the reality is, is that some of you are holding on to things. Some of you may be holding on to something that someone else said or something someone else did, a hurt from the past. And I believe that God would have us work together towards reconciliation, forgiveness, righting those wrongs of the past. So forgive each other. Secondly, then, we see together in our focus. So love is one of the things that bind us together Our focus on Christ is one of the things that keep us all aimed at the same place. That our goal would be uniform. 
I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures. Verse 4, I am telling you this, so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. We can be united in Christ. Christ, his message, his goodness, his beauty, his glory, who he is, is the central focus, the thing that holds it all together of who we are. God's plan from before even the beginning, before the foundations of the world, was Christ. Before there ever was an Eden, before Adam and Eve ever ate the fruit, God's plan was Jesus. And we see this in Revelation 13, 8. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the Lamb, who was slaughtered before the world was made. He was slaughtered that God would reconcile man to himself. That through Jesus, we could be restored to him. And we see this even from the moment of the fall in Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Even from the moment of sin, even from the moment of temptation and brokenness, the very first time God's plan was Jesus. The answer was Christ. A descendant from Eve, a descendant from the woman, the son will crush Satan's ugly face. God's mysterious plan from Genesis to Revelation, from beginning to end and every part in between is Christ. Jesus is our focus. And we see this again in Revelation 22, verse 3 through 5. No longer will there be any curse, for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun. For the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Christ himself is what all of this is about. He is the prize. He is the goal. He is the treasure. He is the way. He is the door. From beginning to end and all the way through, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. It's about Him. He is the fountain of life. He is the fountain of truth. He is the fountain of all knowledge and all wisdom. It's all about Him. And as a church together, making much of Christ is our goal. Making much of Jesus is our focus. And He is the unifying factor of us being together. In this world, there are a lot of lies and twisted worldviews out there. But when we keep our eyes on Jesus, when we seek him and when we grow in knowing him, we are strengthened against all the world throws at us and against the lies of the enemy. And then we see Paul says here, my heart is with you. Even though Paul couldn't be with him personally, the love of Christ and our purpose in him is something that transcends prison walls. It's something that transcends even time and space. When we make Christ our focus, we are not only united as a local body, unified, but we're also united with the body of Christ, the church, throughout the globe, but also throughout all places and all times. One of my favorite books by C.S. Lewis is The Screwtape Letters. 
It's a book from the perspective of a senior demon who is teaching an inexperienced tempter. So remember, this is from the perspective of demons talking together. So it's from the perspective of the enemy. And Lewis then, from this perspective of one of these demons in the story, says this. One of our great allies at present is the church itself. Do not misunderstand me. I do not mean the church as we see her, spread throughout all time and space and eternity, terrible, for us, we would say as beautiful, as an army with banners. That, I confess, is a spectacle which makes our boldest tempters uneasy. But fortunately, it is quite invisible to these humans. You see, we are part of a larger story. And oftentimes, we can miss the mark when we take our eyes off Jesus. When we start focusing on lesser things or other things, it's easy for us to get distracted or be led astray. When church, or your life for that matter, becomes about anything else than Him, you're in a dangerous and that's why the demon says here that one of the greatest allies present in the church itself, those times where the church could be distracted, it can make about so many other things other than Christ. Our focus, our purpose, our reason for existing, our shared goal is Jesus. And make everything that we do. So as we apply this, first thing, keep your eyes on Him. Keep your eyes on Christ. Secondly, then, don't focus on the small things. Don't get distracted by the small things. For example, that person sit in my seat today. You know, I, had, I didn't have a good conversation with this person. I don't like them. I'm just thinking of negatively about them the whole time. I'm supposed to be worshiping Jesus, but I really wish that person would just leave the church, right? Or, you know, I like this song. I don't like that one. Stuff like that. Don't get distracted by the small things, of him. Keep your focus on Christ. Thirdly then, let's make, much of the, let's make much of Jesus together. Let's prioritize him together. So for some of us, some of you, that would mean you need to serve. Many of you have stepped up and many of you are helping around the church, but some of you, church is still a thing that you come to on Sunday mornings primarily. And what Christ would have you to do next is to move from sitting in the pew to serving with your mouth, your heart, your mind, your hands. There are many ways that you could serve the church. For some of you, that means a need to forgive. To let go of something from the past or some resentment that you have and forgive someone else. For some of you, this is always a fun topic anytime I mention it, the, uh, some of you need a tithe. Some of you need to give. The Lord is calling you to sacrificial giving, uh, to sacrifice in that way. This is how all is how we have lights and uh, we have all the stuff on stage and how we have air conditioning and all those different things. Tithing, giving is important. So some of you may need to step up in that way. Some of you need to get involved with our groups. You've been coming here, but you're not connected with a connection group or you're not uh, connected with women's ministry, blood drop. Some of you need to get involved with some of our groups that we have here. And some of you need to get involved with our missions that we do here. This is something that I've been encouraged by and motivated by uh, for right now, is that I want us to, as a church, re-emphasize and refocus on what we're doing uh, with the Great Commission. We'll bless a church that is about the Great Commission. And if, he, if we're not about the Great Commission, we shouldn't expect the Lord to bless us. 
So uh, whether that be in our giving, for example, Operation Christmas Child, uh, we set a goal for 400 boxes. That's something that we're going to shoot for. Lottie Moon will be coming up, and that's something that we set a goal for that we think is reachable, but something that also pushes us to be sacrificial. So uh, uh, some of you need to get involved with our missions here at the church. Maybe that stuff, getting involved, you don't even know the local things that we help with. We're going to try to rectify that and make that more easily available to everybody so that everyone can see the things that we're doing locally uh, and be involved in that way as well. Some of you need to verbally share the gospel with someone else. Some of you, you're living a life following Christ, but some of you need to open your mouths and share the gospel with that lost friend, lost family member, that lost coworker. All of us need to do that. All of us need to be about all those things. That, those are ways that we can make much of Christ together. But I also want to encourage us, because here's the truth this morning, is that a lot of you are. Even as simple as we had our lock-in uh, this week hours. Uh, that was, uh, I did a lot of napping yesterday. Um, but with that, we had a great attendance. A lot of our students brought friends. A lot of our students brought uh, new guests uh, into the church for the lock-in. Stuff like that. Or maybe it's ways that you're stepping up and serving. The church is in a time where the church is working. The church is stepping up to the plate. And that's something I am extremely thankful for. And number three, the third thing that I want us to see this morning is that we're rooted together. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must follow him. You see, your story with Christ doesn't end at salvation. It starts there. It starts there and then it continues. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Continue to follow Continue to follow him. Following Jesus isn't a once and done thing. It's a daily journey in our life. And my prayer as Paul's would be that we would continue to follow Christ each day. That you would pursue him not only in this moment on Sunday morning, but in every day of your life. We see that we are rooted in him. When we think of roots, we think of a strong foundation for a tree or like a plant. A strong roots will often mean a healthy tree. You have strong branches and the, the tree is in a healthy place because of the roots. And my prayer is we would be people who have a firm foundation. Our firm foundation is Christ, but that we would be rooted on him and that we would rest in him. That our roots would grow deep. That our faith would grow deep. That we would be rooted and that we also see that we are rooted together. We are each other. We are, in fact, better together. You see, church is more than a building. Church is more than something that you come to, an, an event. Church is a people. It's a family bought by the blood of Christ, reconciled to the Father, brought together. It's our You are a part of here. You belong here. We learn from each other, we strengthen each other, we encourage each other, we disciple each other, we make each other better, whether that be in regards to the faith or even just life. And I have a lot of different examples of this, but a great example, 
I was going to use this this last week. This last Monday, I went shooting with some of our guys on the security team. Uh, they know I'm in, interested in getting my concealed carry. And so a lot of my, the security team here at the moment is trying to train me uh, to be better at that. Uh, they're a great group of guys who've really uh, shown their love for me. And I that. they're very kind. But they've been uh, training me uh, to get ready to qualify for that class. So this last week, I went shooting with them, and they were showing me how to position my body, how to better hold the, the firearm, how to uh, do all that stuff. And I can still hear Russell saying, lean forward, lean forward. Oh, he's leaning back again, lean forward. And it got to the point where I could hear him even though he wasn't saying it anymore. <laughs> so, so now I have Russell's voice engraved in my memory. And I told him, though, it was dangerous to pick at the preacher because it's free, free uh, sermon illustrations. So Christ is made up of more than just Sundays. It's made up of a family. We are a body who lives life, lives life together and invests in each other, whether that be shooting with a team or whether it be game nights with Dylan and Christian or having, having some of the girls over for game nights or men members where we've had people over or uh, we've went out to eat with people. Or, you know, David Fountain messaged me this last week a uh, Star Wars video. Uh, that was something that uh, it made me laugh. It was something funny. You, as you serve where Christ has placed you, Trina and our greeters serving every Sunday, uh, making sure that you are invited in, our security team keeping us safe, or chastity helping us as we have snack and uh, giving me and Kelly kind of a break on the house and having the, the teens over uh, to her house some over the summer. Tim driving students where they need to go. Bert and Evan helping step up and noticing a need for a men's study and leading that on Wednesday nights. Whether it's Frank and blood drop, working on getting blood drop back started and back where it should be. Or David uh, having breakfast for the teams on Sunday mornings. We have some, had some good eating, and that's another good reason to serve. If anybody wants to be part of the sound team, you get free breakfast every Sunday morning. Stuff there. Or David helping even set up an, uh, the meal that we're about to have. I can go on and on, and that's the point. We together are stronger. We need each other so as I apply this, then you belong at Southside Baptist Church. Here for a reason and for a purpose. Secondly, you matter. All the things you do, even if that's a smile, uh, even if that is a wave, if that's greeting someone coming into the church, if that's giving, if that's serving, if that is whatever it may be, you matter. Pray together when you sit with someone who's hurting, when you share Christ, it all makes a difference. Thirdly, be rooted in Jesus. Continue to grow and to learn and to know Him. And my prayer is that we would be more like Jesus, that we would stand unified as a body together, and that we would, and that we would passionately set our hearts and our minds and our hands on the harvest that lies before us, not only in Florence, but in South Carolina, the United States, and to the ends of the earth. So today, I pray that you would respond, that you would make much of Christ in all you do, that you would continue to be plugged in, continue to be invested. And how is the Lord moving in your life today? Maybe some of you are here, and today is the day that you need to follow Christ for the first time. Some of you may need to be saved. And God has led you to this place, to this moment, to this time, 
your story. Maybe you're here and you've drifted away. And today is the day that the Lord would have you come back home. Maybe you're here today and we're getting ready to baptize. The water is ready and you haven't followed through in believer's baptism. Maybe today is a day that you would be baptized.